Welcome, crew, to What Are Your Three, a Channel 3 podcast that's back from a hiatus. Thanks for your patience, first of all, before I do anything else here. We're back from a little bit of an extended summer break that we didn't necessarily plan to go that way. But hey, that's not what this is about. This is a podcast that's here to talk with a member of the Channel 3 community about three games of their choosing. We'll go through some honorable mentions and some other odds and ends. Have a nice little video game discussion. I'm Dan Tucker, and with me as always is Ray. Hey, everybody. Today's guest is a holder of one of the rarest taglines. Actually, one of five people who holds the goose egg tagline for somehow hitting a target at zero pixels, which when Joel made the game... He was not even sure that that was in the program. So and it just and one day it happened. So our guest today, JPEG, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm good, guys. How's it going? <laughs> I don't even know how I got that goose egg. <laughs> a literal one in a million. <laughs> yep, literally one in a million chance. Long. And you are one of five people who has it. I was and so I, into and there's people trying. <laughs> and there's and there's people trying really hard. I'm trying. I know where the targets are, and I still can't do it. <laughs> So I, pro- I was so into Enhance, and then I randomly got it, and I was it like reignited my love of Target. <laughs> and now I try so hard, and I'm getting nowhere on my path to get another one. This was not a good day for that Target either with Mario Kart, because there's certain times where like Jedi puts together the Mario Kart targets, and this was one of those days where I'm like, oh, I know where this is. I just need to get 24 pixels. Come on! <laughs> I was closer than that. No, I wasn't closer than that. But, like, it's one of those ones where you're like, oh, I know where this is. I remember, like, there was the, the Fork and Rainbow Road. He did that, the the backwards right. view today on the course. I'm like, I know exactly where this is. I just <laughs> have to find. Nope, didn't didn't work. I was so far off today. The hardest one is the tour ones where it's, like, each lap is different. And I do not know those maps at all, like, the actual image. Oh, no, he loves putting the new ones in there just to screw with us all and take us down a peg. Mario Kart is very close to becoming the um, the most chosen map on target. Oh, it's, is been, it? it's been Fortnite forever, but I, I actually I sit down and I'll count how many people do each one. And and it's becoming more and more often that Mario Kart has the most. It's very close. It'll be like 35 did Mario Kart today, like 34 did Fortnite. Really? Wow. It's very close. But Even when the option is doing it's all taking them. over. Even with all of them, there's some that get done more than others. Uh, and I know I don't do them all every day either. Sometimes I don't do them all. But uh, cart, cart has been slowly taking over. I think it's going to soon, soon is going to be the, the main game actually chosen. You could sub a picture of Hog- Hogwarts Legacy on the Elden Ring map. I wouldn't know any better. I still go in there and try it anyway just for fun. But That's how I am with the Fortnite ones. I just guess and sometimes I get close somehow. All right, well, let, let's get into your games here. We're going to start off with your first game, which uh, you opted to take, oh, uh, let me try and do the math here, uh, 33 years worth of video games. You just said the Madden series. <laughs> <laughs> and, whatever, I'm going to allow it. We're, we're coming back. What do I care? We'll just, we'll just do the Madden series. It's all good. So I, I have didn't to know which one specifically to choose. <laughs> so I'm going I'm to ask, like, gun to your head, which pick a year? Pick a year. We're not going to hold you to it. Oh, just pick a year right man. now. What okay, came to mind? 2010. 2010. 2010. Interesting. Why 2010? It had Troy Palomalu and Larry Fitzgerald on the cover together. I don't know if you remember that one. That's yeah. Oh, cover. no. I remember because that it's was a, the year the cover. Eagles got knocked out by the Cardinals due to Andy Reid time management at the end of the NFC Championship game. <laughs> so, yes, I remember that year very well. 
that was just such a great one. It was one I got more into than like all of the others. And probably like the last one I got really, really into. So, I feel like it's really dropped off in the more recent years. So when did you start with uh, with Madden? So you, you kind of took the franchise here, and I don't oh, know. Man. You know, where did this start for I you? I was so young. So like my older brothers, they all, they both had the Super Nintendo and Nintendo 64, and they would always play like the oldest Maddens. Or was it on Sega? I can't even remember. It was like 94, it, it, 95. Yep, they, and they are all in I the Channel 3 library. Those, those, those early years are in there now, but they were on Genesis Genesis before Super Nintendo. It was... It was actually I learned today. Oh, okay. Eighty. It was like eighty-eight, eighty-nine was PC first, which I did not know up until wow. today. And then mine was definitely ninety. <laughs> yeah. It was so it was, it's funny because the Genesis one, like that, that's like a legendary story of Sega gambling on or EA gambling on. They didn't have like the full specs to be able to do the Genesis, so they had to like guess where the pin was going to be. Yeah. They had to put it to make the game work and. Now we've got Madden everywhere, but Jeez. all right. So you're so you're going back to I the remember olden John days. Madden was on the cover. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right up and right up until they they came back to it last year too. It was a, a glorious thing, uh, bringing uh, bringing him back last year. So, but I actually wrote down three three years that I really loved, which was 2004 with Mike Vick when he was like in his prime. The the 110 that rated like Mike the, Vick that, that could not be stopped on a rush. Yes. Yeah. He just want to run around like he did on the Falcons. And then I had 2006 when McNabb was on the cover and they had the precision passing. I don't know if you did that one with the big cone. It would be like how dependent on how good your QB is. Oh, there's my cat. <laughs> <laughs> but that one was really fun too. I have, yeah. the, I have the McNabb cover somewhere because I've kept or resourced the... Uh, the various Philadelphia athlete ones over the years. So yes, I remember that one distinctly as well. Cause we had to, had to represent there. Precision passing made it so challenging. Cause you could like had to turn your cone and you had to throw it inside the cone or it would be inaccurate. And then like the person defending you could see where you're going to throw based on where you're looking. And I feel like it was super unpopular, but it was really fun. It was, it was that I had a better time with that than when the hit stick started. Is that, was it the year before? I want to oh, say it was like God. 05 that the hit stick started. <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah, it was, it was just like an instant fumble. Yeah, it, were like, I, it wasn't or even an instant fumble. I just, I whiffed every time when I was on defense. I would whiff <laughs> on the on the hit stick. Or if you had the truck stick and you would do it too early, <laughs> they would just like miss entirely who you're trying to run over. But so I was just so into math for so many years me and my other brother we would like make whole leagues and we would do fantasy drafts and just play against each other like as multiple teams it was so much fun i feel like there just isn't that kind of customization nowadays in the new maddens but back then it was pretty great i'll I'll leave a gap here first of all i mean he's in your profile picture do we have to acknowledge your brother or do you just want to move on from that Oh, we can. JPEG is his own person. I was actually right? talking I, about my other brother, Justin, but <laughs> JPEG is his own person. This is why that introduction has nothing to do. We don't need with, to talk about the family or anything like that. <laughs> we can talk about. It. <laughs> no, we're moving on. We're moving on. I like this. So was there? So I, I have to ask. So I wouldn't. <laughs> so you were you were the youngest, right? So how did that work from a team selection I, perspective? Oh gosh, my I just remember so many. Uh, early memories of we would play GoldenEye on the 64 and I was so young and it would be like me and my three older brothers and then my mom thought it was like too violent for me who was too young so she would try to hide it from us 
And then like Joel and our brother Josh would always find it and we would still play. <laughs> I listen, I feel that because I think I may have told this story on here before. My I was 10 when uh Mortal Kombat was released on home consoles. My dad in his infinite wisdom bought it for me. Um, but not something I even like asked for. It's just like he thought it was being a cool dad doing <laughs> it. And some within a week it disappeared. My I, I will say my mother disappeared. I it appeared at my uncle's house. I didn't dust it for fingerprints, but I'm pretty sure I'd find my mother's fingerprints on it. So I, I feel that entirely. Well, Dan, Dan, I can give you, a, I can give you a movie story to to relate to this. Oh boy, my, yeah. my parent, my parents had um, no idea, neither did I. And they bought, a, you remember Team America: World Police? You yes, know that, gem, that gem of a movie. Yeah, my parents saw, you know, toys or dolls, and I guess didn't look at anything else of it. And that movie got played one just one night. We had the movie and played it, and I don't I don't know how old it was. Okay, we watched it, and then all of a sudden that movie disappeared. Like the next day, years later, my parents were like, yeah, we 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 didn't know that was like the greatest mistake of all time. I have a similar memory of a friend's mom taking like a group of our friends to see the movie uh, Little Nicky, <laughs> not realizing how like adult that was. And we were like nine or ten <laughs> and we were in the theater and she was like, oh, well, I'm just going to let them watch it. And it yeah, was the you best. Can't, can't, it's, it's probably worse to leave mid movie at that point. You just got to got to kind of ride through it. <laughs> and that was like one of the more adult Adam Sandler movies in retrospect at the time anyway. Or maybe I guess they all were, and it just was like desensitized from watching Billy Madison so many times. All right, back back to I got I got to bring it back to Madden. So I have I a question for this. We, we hit our we hit our quota, right? That yeah. we hit the movie quota. Well, no, we did not hit the movie. I got I got movie notes. We're getting to movie notes still, Ray. We haven't gotten there yet. I have I have formal notes coming up for the next game. But what I was going to ask: so is the PS2 <laughs> the peak of the the PS2 era? I mean, I, I shouldn't assume you were playing oh. on the PS2, but. Yeah, what what was I what, think what I was had a PS2 system? and Xbox, but it was probably PS2. I remember I had a GameCube one as well, but that was probably earlier. Oh, you never wait. You never answered. How did the squad thing work out? I never got the answer out of you for that. Oh, uh, it probably it, it mostly ended up being me and my other brother Justin playing. <laughs> so did you? Because Joel is so much older. He's like the mythical older brother. <laughs> that that brother from Happy Days that like went up to the attic one time and never came back. Is that? <laughs> Always sitting on uh, AOL Instant Messenger. <laughs> so did you did you get well, the Bengals? Were you trying turn. to? Were you just trying to play different teams? Because that was not going to be a great. None of that was really a great era for the Bengals. That's really what I'm trying to get no, to. Uh, the Bengals were a heartbreak team forever until like two years ago. We would play as everyone. We would do lots of Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady matchups later on. That's for sure. Me and my other brother. So was that the, the mode to go to, though? Just a lot of exhibitions? And uh, did you play any seasons, dynasty modes, anything like that? Fantasy drafts was a big thing that we would do. So we would just pick teams with the coolest jerseys and then just <laughs> try and make the coolest teams we could. Half the time, that was like most of the fun is just making these teams. <laughs> Which team has the coolest jersey? Oh, man. I mean, I know I was talking bad about the Cowboys a bit ago, but they have pretty awesome uniforms, I gotta say. Well, this has <laughs> been... Uh, well, thank you for coming to another episode of What Are Your Three? Uh, executive produced by Joel. I don't do the closing, but Ray, do the do the closing thing now. I'm done with this. I'm out. Oh, whatever. I'm moving guess, on to the next I'm done with like, this game. Ray, do you have something else for Madden? I'm moving so on to the next iconic. game. I'm done. 
I'm going to game yeah, two. No, the listen, the only Madden. I'm so I'm terrible at Madden. Like I said, I'm, I'm like legendarily terrible at Madden. I think the only one I played was 2012 with a. I know there's a running back on the cover. I can't even tell you who he is. On oh, the Peyton Hillis here. Oh, Peyton Hillis. Peyton Hillis. That was. That, oh I my. think that's the only Madden I've ever played. The only reason what I remember Peyton Hillis was because I had him on my. I picked him up on my fantasy team right before he exploded, and then dis- he was like a shooting star that just faded. <laughs> faded immediately. He was great for my fantasy team, though. That was like the Madden curse of Madden curses, right there. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. I'm uh, uh, that's a good way to get away from that Cowboys discussion. Let, let's go on to game two, though. Let's talk about Ghost of Tsushima. So we're we're jumping from a uh, 35 years worth of uh, uh, video game series to uh, one of the newer. I, I mean, I don't want to call it. I mean, a, a newer PlayStation staple. It's 4.6 rated on Channel Three. So I have to ask first of all, was this a PS4 or was this a PS5 upgrade? Have we done a little bit of both? Where'd you play this one? I played on the PS on the PS4. I'm not. I don't have a PS5. <laughs> no, it was still it was still beautiful because this this falls into that category, and I feel like PlayStation has it more than most. Where their end of generation games, like Last of Us, fell into that category. This God of War, Last of Us Two, Spider Man, they were all like that last two years of the even the PS4 generation. Like they take a while to really get mm-hmm. capitalizing on it. So I I don't think the five is that much of an upgrade in the grand scheme of things. They really they really. Uh, built this thing to take advantage of everything the four had to offer. So tell us, you know, how did this one end up the second on your list? So it's maybe not my second favorite game of all time, but I just feel like it deserves to be talked about anyway. It's just so much fun. Like it's every second is so visually beautiful. And then it had this whole other like mode you could do called like the Kurosawa mode. I think is how you say it. And it would be in black and white, like the old samurai movies. It was so cool. And I don't know, I had played The Witcher 3 a lot, and I feel like it was a really similar game, except maybe Witcher 3 was like a lot more difficult and maybe way bigger. But then I got to this one, and it was just like a little more simplified, but still like very beautiful. And I don't know, I just got way into it and beat the whole thing. So were you a completionist when you were beating it? Because this is one of those games where, like, listen, I'm, I'm working on this one. This one's been put aside until I can come back and... It's going to be on my restart list because I want to I want to come back at the whole thing. But I, I but the thing I wanted to ask was, are you a completionist about this? Because this is one of those games that that has a lot of just like chasing down every accessory off to the side. That's what I did. Yeah, I tried to get everything. Good. I tried to do every little spot that you had to go to. I don't know if I got like the whole hundred percent on the PS4 achievements or whatever, but <laughs> I tried to do everything I could. That's for sure. The platinum lurks for Prepare you. That was a, that was my next question. Did you achieve the platinum or not? It probably takes a, a new game sure. plus playthrough or something too. That's the problem. I'll have to go back. I haven't played the PS4 in a long time now, so I can't even remember. But <laughs> I definitely I'm, beat this game compared to The Witcher Three, which was great, but I didn't finish that one. <laughs> not it played 175 hands of Gwent and called it a day in that one. Is that what happened? Oh, I did get super into Gwent. I thought about. <laughs> putting the witcher three on this list just so i could talk about because <laughs> it was so much fun well i i am gonna detour here so aside from the kurosawa mode going going back to the uh the legendary japanese films there and and mirroring the cinematography and whatnot this one's on an upcoming project list for uh ray you, you familiar with the john wick series i'm aware of it 
So, so Chad Stahelski is the guy who went from, uh, you know, doing stunt work and action work with Keanu Reeves to, to making the four John Wick films with him. On his to-do list is, in fact, Ghost of Tsushima. He's got a movie on the docket amongst a hundred other projects he's got in the future. So I don't know what the possibility is here, but do you think we're going to get the movie? And, and how do you think this is going to translate into, into movie form? It's basically like a movie <laughs> that you're a part of. So it sounds like it could be great. I didn't realize it was going to be the John Wick guy though. That sounds interesting. Yeah. He's, he's got it locked in. I haven't, he, he talked about it in kind of the, uh, the post John Wick four press cycle, but you know, with everything being shut down right now, there's there, you know, mums the word on that's it. So um, yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll get action. Right? I mean, you saw in John Wick four, he's ready for some sword fights. He's got the, he's got the samurai swords <laughs> ready to go. I think it could be a good mini series with like 10 episodes instead of just a movie, unless they want a whole franchise again, like the John Wick thing. Yeah. I think, I think they need time to flesh it out. That's, that's what my concern would be. <laughs> I think they've, we've had a point. We've had a point now where people who play video games have have grown up, and so now these people who play video games and are now are making TV shows and are making movies are saying, "Well, you know, we don't have to. You don't have to just take the characters and make a new movie. We really just have to make the game because the story writers of video games are really good at their job. So let's just let's just take that and do it again. So I, th- I think you're going to get better better video game TV shows and better video game movies going forward. For sure. Imagine like a Zelda show mm-hmm. or a, like a Red Dead Redemption show. Would that be cool? I think it would. <laughs> Join us on the Bucket and Hoosier Show, the podcast that's all about community and competitive Rocket League. If you're new to Rocket League, it's a high-flying, fast-paced game that combines soccer with rocket-powered cars. It's a game that's easy to pick up, but difficult to master. And that's where our guests come in. We're talking about the best of the best in the Rocket League community to learn about their journeys, strategies, and tips for success. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, we've got something for everyone. So sit back, relax, and join us as we explore the exciting world of competitive Rocket League. Join us live Monday evenings at twitch.tv forward slash Bucket and Hoosier and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts to catch past episodes. Be sure to hit the follow and notification button so you know when new content has been posted. So we move on. Game number three, which is written here as a favorite game ever. I had, a, had that note oh, written yeah. down here. Mario Kart 8. Of course. Of course, Mario Kart 8. We have to. So... Okay, why is it your favorite game ever? Let's just start in very general. Oh, man. I don't even know. I got so much to talk about. <laughs> I mean, it's just my favorite currently, at least. It's definitely the one I have put the most hours into, for sure. And I wouldn't be a part of Channel 3 or any of this without it. Just the random invite from Joel on Facebook to join the Dad Gaming. And then <laughs> just being so bad when I started and then trying to get so much better. It's been like an insane journey. And then just meeting all the people through the community has been insane. I can't even begin. <laughs> so is Mario Kart 8, uh, is that your first Mario Kart game? Or have you, have you played uh, them growing up? I definitely started with like Super Mario Kart when I was really young. And then it was Mario 64 or Mario Kart 64 for sure. I played a lot and I didn't play as much Double Dash, but it was, I did play it some. And then I dropped off on video games for a while there and I never had a Wii. So I don't know much about Mario Kart Wii. And then just getting back into it with the dad gaming just reignited it all. <laughs> 
So what? Where's what's the favorite build and character currently? Because things, okay. I mean, with these DLCs, it's uh, it's just it's changing every every yeah. couple months now, which is really awesome. I so for the longest time, I always used the Biddy Buggy because that was like the best, at least what I thought. And then one time, I was just getting smoked by the American Rad Dad. And he was an inward drifter and he was always on these bikes. And I was like, what the heck? This guy is awesome. And I was like, at my best, I thought. So I was like, I'm going to try and change it up. And I got so into this inward drifting and I started beating all of my bitty buggy time trials. So now I'm like so dedicated to the Yoshi bike and I and Yoshi. So Yoshi on Yoshi. <laughs> so do you do, uh, the, you know, Basic does his time trial videos. So mm-hmm. do you do the time trials? How do, how do you deal with that? Because then... The training that most people have is with outward drifting yeah, vehicles. Yeah. How do you deal with the inward drifting with these time trials? You're just on your own doing this and being amazing. So, I love time trialing. I'm not as good as Basic or some of those other guys like O2 and Frizz, but it's so much fun. Like some of them, I won't even watch the Basic training, and I'll just try to figure it out on my own and race my own ghosts. And then some tracks I have to just watch, and it's like you just pick up little pieces of what he's doing and try to apply it with the inward drifting because it is kind of different. But a lot of times, like the shortcuts are the same. So, but yeah. So what's no the go-to? <laughs> what's the go-to course that if you have, you have to oh, win one race, you have to win one race. Like, it doesn't have to be your favorite. It's just the one that you yeah. think is my best chance. And so I guess it's Mary Mountain, which is one that I was really good at time trialing, and I'm so close to basic. That's the one I'm closest to him at for sure. What are your thoughts on Baby Park? <laughs> Um, I, it's the worst track in the game, <laughs> but I still like it. I have a whole grading system of all the carts, which it goes A or S, A, B, C, and there's only one D, and that's Baby Park, and there's no Fs. <laughs> is there what? What's on the S course list? I would assume Mary Mountain's there, right? Because that's the you do. Well, as much as I'm good at Mary Mountain, I don't think it's an S track. What's an S track then? So. A few off the top of my head is like Neo Bowser for sure, and Bone Dry Dunes, and Toad Harbor, and Sunshine Airport. Um, trying to think of some newer ones that are S's. I have a whole list somewhere if I can look on my phone real quick. Bone Dry Dunes. I, that's not one that I would have expected to hear. I think it's just such a classic. Uh, oh, another one is Mount Wario. That's actually the list right there Neo Bowser, Bone Dry Dunes, Toad Harbor, and Mount Wario. I think those are the best. It's a good course. It's a good list. I'm, I'm, Bo- Toad Harbor is mine. If I had to pick one, if my life depended on a track, <laughs> not, I, I'm in list. I don't. I don't think I'd make it. But Toad Harbor would be. It's would so be great. my pick. The Harbor. Hey, do you want to talk about any more racing with uh, the Harbor? Are they racing with the Dad Gaming? How that's how that's been? Because you said you've been you were away from gaming and then you got brought back in yeah. here. There was a few years there of just being like super busy working two jobs and totally dropped off on gaming and then i got a switch when i had a bit more free time at some point and the games that i got were mario kart 8 and breath of the wild and i definitely got super into breath of the wild and then eventually got into the dad gaming just from being invited and i think joel had just invited everybody and didn't even realize and i just sort of joined and i made up my jpeg mario gamer tag and I made the very first ever playoffs, and it finally he got on Facebook and was like, hey, everybody, what's your real names? Like, asking all the people that qualified. And I was like, I'm JPEG Mario, and he didn't even know it was me because I never told him. 
So I was just there. <laughs> it was pretty great. He was surprised. But yeah, just meeting all the people over the years now has been crazy and talking to them like every single day. And it's just insane. And then getting to meet up with the people in real life, like we did a few months ago, was just like, so surreal and we played more mario kart than i've ever played in my life it was amazing did you walk had away, all these tournaments you walked away with heart physical hardware from that one though didn't you oh yeah here, that's right you. that's right jpeg mario is the now this is very interesting i think there was a little controversy that jpeg is the world mario kart oh, today game little, champion here's the little medal i got that mama made if you can see it there it's very nice <laughs> But yeah, we did all these tournaments, and then on the last night, we did this whole big final tournament, which I managed to win. I was playing at a bar next to Mickey Wins on a little TV, and I got first, and I couldn't believe it. And everyone stood up and clapped for me, and I was so, like, shocked and speechless. It was just the best thing ever. I could not believe it. Everyone was so nice, even though I just <laughs> beat them in Mario Kart. <laughs> I'm not shocked and speechless because you're always there with a knife in your hand for these seasons. Like you're always, <laughs> you're, you're up there every time or winning these seasons too. Like this is not a, uh, not a revelation. You're really good at it. That just has to be said here. <laughs> I have tried so much to get better. I've tried like changing the controls to like changing every character and every cart. And now it's just, I've only gotten better somehow. <laughs> what, and now what, uh... after, after what controller like, do you play on? Uh, I use the Pro Controller now, okay. but for the longest time, I didn't even realize I should be doing that. <laughs> but, yeah. All right. On to honorable mentions. We're going to talk about three games you have up on your list, and I, I believe there might be a manifesto to come towards the end of this, but we'll, we'll get to that at some point. <laughs> We're going to start off with a, a Switch game here. Uh, uh, on the recent side, Splatoon 3, a strong uh, four and a half yeah, rating uh, on Channel 3. And I have to ask, so based on the timing and... Uh, the Dark Ages of Gaming, which we all go through. Is this your first Splatoon? It is my first Splatoon, yeah. All I right, thought so. about buying Splatoon 2, but I never did. And then this one came out. And my friend actually bought it for me, <laughs> which was amazing. and Because he wanted me to get into it. <laughs> so tell us about it. So this is your first Splatoon, and uh, it has a... a pretty strong existing subculture i mean it's it's not i mean it's probably up there with mario kart i mean it's it's somewhere up there in the the top online competitions but anyway so tell us about your transition into this game then from having no splatoon experience so yeah i used to do shooters when i was younger but not for a very long time so that was kind of weird getting back into it but i guess it's a different kind of shooter of not like violence or anything but i'm definitely not as good at splatoon as i am mario kart so it's kind of funner to be in a game where I'm learning more and yeah, just, I never got into like the story mode, but just playing with friends online, like the Splatoon platoon is what our chat is called. <laughs> so like Ganon Slayer and Jube and Toots LaRue, where we play a lot and then Hana Kart as well. But yeah, it's just really fun getting into all the modes and trying to rank up slowly, but surely. And then we we all sort of got into the new Zelda and have dropped off a bit on our Splatooning. But we just had that event last night, which was super fun, hosted by Bromain. So what's your so what's your favorite mode? So you don't do the uh, the single player, which I was wondering if you had to do that to jump in. You didn't bother. You just went right into the online I did multiplayer. Bit, yeah. So I love Rainmaker is really fun. So it's sort of like there's this big weapon that everyone's trying to get to, and then you have to get it as a team and take it to the next checkpoints. 
and you just battle over this big weapon that slows you down if you pick it up. And I pretty much am like the Ben Simmons of Rainmaker. Like, I never want to pick it up. I'll just go around and assist my team and stay away from it, maybe there, to my detriment. There are layers <laughs> to that analogy that you probably don't want to go into. So we're going <laughs> to we're gonna move on from that comment. So I, I was going to ask, so have you done a lot of the turf war? Because one of the big changes... The, I, I I was I wanted to ask if there were a lot of changes for you between two and three because I, I didn't see a whole lot really. I mean I'm I'm no expert. I've played I've played I did not play one. I've played two. I've played three. But the tricolor turf war versus the two team turf war is probably one of the bigger changes that this has is having that like element of a third group in there and changing some of the dynamics. Do you guys play much of that at all? I've done a few of the tricolor ones. Those are pretty wild. I'm not the biggest turf war fan, but. When you first play, you have to play a ton of turf war before you rank up high enough to play the other modes. So that's really so that's when I did it the most. But I've not done too many tricolor ones. When you do the Splatfest, though, it's only turf war, which kind of forces you to play it if you want to like rank up some other things or abilities. All right, now I'm gonna I'm gonna close out my Splatoon three discussion by asking the most important question for Splatoon three: motion controls or no motion controls? Oh. I tried so hard at first because I was told that all the best players use motion controls and I just could not. It was so weird. So what I did is I turned it off and I turned my sensitivity all the way up and that seems to work for me. Yeah, I, I can't. Uh, I could I could not get into that at all. No. I refuse to believe that there's a game that that can be played better with motion controls than, than not. Um, other than like other than Wii Sports where you had to use motion controls. I, I, I just I can't see that How, you. There's no way, right? You're telling me the best players are playing motion control in Splatoon. That's what I hear, and you know, Ganon Slayer uses them, and he is like the best Splatoon player I've played with, <laughs> or arguably. That's crazy. I don't. I don't. I, I don't. Understand I think he's the that. only one that I know who uses it. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't even know this was a thing. I didn't know this game had motion controls. I've never played it. Now I have to go watch. Now I gotta. I'm gonna have to look up a video later because I'm. I'm just blown away by by this it's whole thing. It's very like subtle of just moving the controller around and it's it's strange to me. So you're aiming though uh, like that, right? That's the whole thing. You're yeah. Well, I mean you can use your joystick too, but I don't know. Apparently to be better and quicker, you have to get into that. And I just this I gave up. I, I this is crazy. It's too much movement for me. That's my problem. Like, yes, yeah. you can be you can be really quick, but like I, I can't and especially if you're not playing handheld. And you're trying to play on the TV, it gets even weirder trying to do oh, that. Oh, I can't play that game handheld at all. I was saying really there's too bad. many there's there's too many colors. Like that's my problem. When games have too like too many bright colors, I can't put it on handheld. Because I, <laughs> I can't see I can't see anything. It is a crazy hectic game, too. Alright, so we move on. Next game, honorable mention, is Skyrim. Now Skyrim released in 2011. But at this point, it just they just keep releasing it one like one time after another on every system possible. So we have to start with when and where did you play Skyrim? Oh man, it must have been an Xbox 360, I okay. think. And that, it would have that, been, that would be the first one, yeah. It would have the been actual. in 2012 around that time. Mm -hmm. I just remember when I first learned about Skyrim, I had never even heard of Elder Scrolls, and it was like I was over at my friend's house, and his older brother and his friend had got this game, and they were just like constantly playing it. And it was like, I'm not one to like sit and watch people play games. Like I want to play the game. But this one was like, we were just sitting there watching forever. And I was just so like into just watching this game. 
And I just have this vivid memory of there's this band, Animal Collective. And my friend, we got super into this band right when we were watching this game. And I just have, it's just like burned into my memory of listening to this crazy music and watching him play Skyrim. And I was like, I have to buy this game. And I totally did. I never beat it like all the way through, but I played it so many times and tried and started over so many times trying all the races. And it was just like, unlike anything I'd ever played. Like I was never into RPGs. Maybe like adventure games, but not like this. Like it was just so one of a kind at that time to me. I was gonna ask because you have Ghost of Tsushima, you have this, and we're gonna talk about Legend of Zelda. Are you is like the open world concept something that you enjoy, or do these just happen to be one offs that just happen to be great games? I guess so. Yeah, maybe it is like a one off thing. I mean, Ghost of Tsushima feels not quite open in this way, <laughs> but Breath of the Wild is a little closer. Mm-hmm. I don't uh, know. So, Skyrim is one that I definitely bought over multiple systems too. I definitely bought it for the Switch and tried to get into it there too. Which does, maybe that, not good. does it does it play well on the Switch? I never know. I, I guess it's it's old enough that it just it should play just kind of normally on the Switch, right? It was the same to me as like the Xbox 360, <laughs> which I know is dated now. I never got into like Elder Scrolls Online though, or any of like the mods and stuff. I, I never got into that. I was just say I didn't know about this series either until the Sky. I had Skyrim. That was the only one I had. Didn't yeah. know. Didn't know any of these games happened. I don't think I beat it either because I would get distracted and trapped in a cave somewhere, and then I was I would just stop, and then I wouldn't know what to do anymore because it took so long before <laughs> I turned it back on. Did you uh, any race that you um, enjoyed using more than another, or like a class? Did you like? sneaking around or just kind of using magic? So I always wanted to use magic. And so I would try like the dark elf and the high elf. I remember I had two that I went pretty far with that were elves. And I would always go to the, what was it, white runner? Is that what it was called? Where you would go and learn all the magic stuff. Mm -hmm. That was always what I wanted to do first for whatever reason. It just seemed so cool to me. I'm Commander Nikki, and this is your favorite podcast on game. <laughs> at, uh, at least, uh, I hope so. Hello, and welcome to the trailer of Nikki's Gaming Universe, the show where I, Nikki, will talk about all things gaming. Things such as different genres, soundtracks, music, art. Are video games art? Yes, they are. That's not up for debate. I will talk about my favorite games, gaming moments, gaming movies and shows, also different kinds of gaming media in general. From action-adventure games to zen-like casual games. Just everything I want to talk about when it comes to gaming. So get your controllers and keyboards or whatever you want to use to play ready and enjoy the show. All right, so we move on to the last game on this as well, at least the last mentioned game. And then we're going to, I know we're going to run through some more here. Uh, (laughs) Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. So the the first question has to be, have you played Tears of the Kingdom? I have, yeah. All right. I've I've not beaten it. So is this more just you haven't played enough of Tears that Breath of the Wild is still taking over? Or have you felt like Breath of the Wild was, like, did you enjoy that one more than you've been enjoying Tears of the Kingdom? So I think maybe I enjoyed Breath of the Wild more. But like I said, I was at that time where I hadn't played games in a while, really. And then I get Breath of the Wild and that was like, oh my gosh, this game is incredible. And I was playing it all the time. And it was just like, it got me back into gaming pretty much. I mean, before Mario Kart. So, I mean, Tears of the Kingdom is amazing, but it just 
doesn't have the same like i mean it's like a very similar game but i just couldn't get as super into it as the way breath of the wild was i mean maybe i need to try more <laughs> but i've put like 80 hours in the tears of the kingdom at this point have you um have you played <clears throat> other legend zelda games before this or was this your first one so when i was a kid i played ocarina of time for the 64 or maybe watched my older brother play a lot <laughs> but that game, I used to think of that as like the greatest game of all time until like I got older and played Breath of the Wild, I guess. And I played Wind Waker a little bit, but not. I never got super far into that one. So do you prefer this new kind of version of Zelda that's open and kind of lets you play it the way you want over the, kind of the more linear way that older Zelda games have been? Yeah, I mean, maybe a mix of the two would be nice. It is... Sometimes it gets overwhelming, especially Tears of the Kingdom, because there's like three so levels <laughs> and it's like you don't even know where to begin, which can be great. But at the same time, it's like you just know how much you don't know, I guess. <laughs> what um? So when you're playing Breath of the Wild, uh, what, what would be the feature that sidetracked you the most from the storyline? Oh, gosh. Trying to find shrines i mean is that part of not the storyline yeah, no yeah definitely you, you could, i wanted you could play all the story the without shrines <laughs> and then it, i definitely got really sidetracked what was it eventide island where you lose all oh, of your yep. equipment i spent so much time trying to figure out how to beat that and eventually i just gave up and had to come back way way later after like looking it up online which i try not to do but <laughs> you definitely have to do that sometimes i think uh, yes <laughs> one these yeah one these big open ones what is it like, yeah, and if you forget this one, you needed to stand here when the sun was facing a certain direction. It's like, I don't, how, how yeah. was I supposed to know all those? How did you figure out all those things? And this, there's, <laughs> there's no way someone had to tell you. Like, I can't, it's, it's pretty insane. It's, some of those shrines, right? And it blows my mind with Tears of the Kingdom. Like, people had all these answers already on there. Like, I'm Googling things right off the bat, and it's like, here's every single thing you need to know somehow. <laughs> absolutely wild yes <laughs> all right so i know you wanted to talk so we finished kind of our honorable mentions but before we get to the future i know you had some games you kind of just wanted to list off and make sure we mentioned you what what are those games you wanted to talk about sure. kind of what was the reason you want to talk about them all just because i had so many honorable mentions and i was like i don't know which ones to choose or which ones mean the most. So I'll just read through a few, which was, um, I think I mentioned The Witcher 3, and then Red Dead Redemption 2 was one that I really loved. And then Assassin's Creed 2 specifically, yes. the whole Ezio storyline, that one was amazing. And then I, I did the Madden franchise, but like the 2K basketball games, those were really great too. I definitely was obsessed with those. And then Tony Hawk, like all those games were great. Um, and then another one, which I wanted to do, but I didn't even know what to talk about with this one, was SS SSX3. Remember that one, the snowboarding game? Yeah. <laughs> that was incredible. But it's like, it was so long ago. I was like, I don't even remember anything to talk about with that game, but I just remember loving it so much. See, kids, in the beginning of the it. 2000s, you, was, you couldn't throw a rock without hitting a snowboarding game. Like, that's the moral of this story. <laughs> yeah. I, my, mine was SSX Tricky. That was that was a great one too. That, that, that was the one I played. The 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 indoor, the indoor park that was still full of snow, 
and you just kind of grind all the rails, and you could never, you could end up not finishing it. Like that, the get that those games are cool. I can't believe they haven't made like a new generation of those games. On we need Switch. a new snowboarding. We need a new tricky snowboarding game for sure. <laughs> all right, talking about games that should be made in the future. The one game we're looking forward to here. Now, we have Mario Kart 9. Uh, I think Nintendo yeah. looks at Mario Kart Tour as their 9. Maybe one day they'll say 9. Maybe they'll call it 10. What do you, Just the what do you think? Yeah, what's the next thing? Can, what would you expect in a next like, console Mario Kart game? So I thought about this some. It's more of like things I want <laughs> that I wish they would do, which is just like customization. I want to be able to like customize all the carts, like colors that I want, or mm. customize characters more, or like create a cart or like course creator. That could be a really cool thing. I think it's just I want to race F one tracks, but on Mario Kart. <laughs> if that's not weird. And then <laughs> another one I thought of was. They should make computers like impossible to beat. We need like AI computers in the next Mario Kart, is what I think. <laughs> I, I love the cart builder one because now I want to build a cart and I want to have the ability to change my stats. Yeah. I, I, I want to make something really ridiculous. Like there has to be, there'll be limits, right? The parts are going to do different things, but I want to have something ridiculous where my acceleration is full, but I'm also heavy. They yeah, gave us. Like they gave us the guy. Slam through people. The guy's in the Mario movie. We have the Kong guy. The character's made and rendered. Make it happen. Gosh, <laughs> yep, he's in it too. Um, so what do you think? You know, there's 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 more and more talk. Stories come out that the Switch Two is going to get announced. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but you know, we have cart DLC till the end of this year. Do you? Do you think the new Kart game is gonna come? Would come along with the new Switch? I feel like there's there's just so much Mario Kart right now. I used yeah. to think that it would be with the next console, but then all the DLC came out, and now I'm not sure. I mean, I love Mario Kart Eight so much, I could just keep playing that. That would be fine. But still, I'm looking forward to the next one either way. I definitely have over 1,200 hours at this point in Mario Kart. Though, how would you feel if they if they changed the um? Oh, I don't know. I don't know how to say this. If they if they changed the mechanics of the game, you know, some games was hold the boost. You know, if what if the drift worked differently? What if the you know the weight? I always wonder that with like Super Smash Brothers, like I can mm-hmm. I can tell each game apart basically from how heavy the characters feel. Like I can tell the difference. But what would you would you be upset if they raced differently than Eight does? Because Eight feels so perfect it does. from some. I wouldn't be upset because it would just be a whole new thing to explore and get into. I'm sure I would love it. And I bet you there would be all these new tracks. Unless they're maybe all just tour tracks, (laughs) which it sounds like there's an infinite amount of. I'm not even too into that game to say. (laughs) Probably not going to get Mario Kart for a very long time. The next one. Playable Characters Podcast. Funny interviews with real video game characters. Hi, I'm Calvin Cato. And I'm Brian and- McGinnis. And we interview video game characters yes. on our show. We have comedians and actors come on and pretend they're a video game character for 30 minutes. We talk to them. It's all ad-libbed and improvised and always very funny. Uh, past guests include Bowser, Ms. Pac-Man, Q-Bert, Princess Peach, and Princess Daisy. Yeah. Yeah. You put them in a booth and uh, something short-circuited. And I decided that someone was taking too long in the money booth. <laughs> 
and I hit her with a baseball bat. <laughs> and oh. thus was born Super Smash TV. Oh. Just like that. I was being raised by a family of t- of toadstools. Oh. Um, How is that? Is that, that seems like it might be kind of fun. It bit. was. It was really. Like it was really fun. Mario should stick to plumbing. Okay. Okay. He's a very, from what I hear, a good plumber, a terrible hero. Yeah. So I mean, really bad. And I mean, let's not get started on his whatever he is. Uh, you know. Friend, brother, special friend, I don't know, Luigi, <laughs> whatever they're doing. Right. Yeah. Sure well, they're that's what they're saying. <laughs> that's what they're saying. They're right. saying they're brothers because, you know, in the uh, Italian-American community, <laughs> these people tend to not look yeah. kindly on certain relationships. If you want to know what's going on in your favorite video game character's life, check us out. Playable Characters Podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. Yes, comes out every Monday. Okay, on to a quest, a question from the Channel 3 History Books that we've picked for you to discuss This is the one that we don't give you a warning about what we're going to pick, what we're going to take from your questions you've previously answered. Tell us about your favorite Nintendo 64 game. Oh, gosh. What did I choose? Did I say Super Smash Bros? You did, in fact, say that. Okay. Yes. So that game was, I used to always say that was the greatest game of all time until (laughs) Mario Kart came out. It was just amazing. It was like, I never got super into like Melee or the new Smash Bros necessarily because it was just so like overwhelming, like so many characters and all these different things. And it's like, I just can't get into it. But like the 64 one was so like simplified and there's just these little bits of characters. It was just amazing to me as a kid. And, or, and then like as I got older into like high school, just playing it like at parties with friends. It was just the best thing ever. Like everybody could play it and everyone was into it. It wasn't as competitive as like maybe Super Smash Bros. is now. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I think between but that was a great game. Between Goldeneye, Mario Kart 64, and Smash Brothers, those games alone justified not justified or like really made great use of the fact that you were able to have four controllers and just four people able to play right there <laughs> on screen. Yeah. Especially that one, because there was no, it wasn't split screen. It was just like everybody can see where you're at. It was amazing. Another great 64 game is Mario 64 also, but that's my honorable mention for that one. <laughs> that's true. It is, it is the greatest video game of all time. So you are, you are right to say that. <laughs> it was very good. I, I, it is, I am amazed always at the, the, the jump, because Super Smash Brothers on the 64 is just... You know, for, for a lot of the characters, it's like these basic sprites, and then they, they, you know, they threw a they threw an outfit on top of them. And it's like they just wanted this proof of concept because the jump from that original one to Melee I mean, is it's so amazing. I just, I, could, I just can't believe it. But that, the game was so fun. The 64 one was just fun. I think they just needed to prove to everybody that this concept was going to be fun. And just the way you would like go through the weird story mode mission things to unlock the characters. It was so confusing to me as a kid. I was like, how do I get these characters? And I don't even think I ever completely figured it out. But it was just great. Yeah, I, I can't tell you today how to get all of them. I, <laughs> you can get, get Jigglypuff by, by just playing once in a while. The, re, the other three, I, I, couldn't, I can't remember how to get them. I'm not sure I ever did. All right, so the last question. We ask everybody who comes on the podcast, what has been your favorite feature on Channel 3? Well, I love the mini games, and I love how when you're on the feed, it will show you like old posts that you may have missed before. I don't know. I just love that. And I'll upload something and then I'll be like, oh, that was actually 180 days ago. But oh, well, like I loved that. I never saw that when it was first posted. 
I always thought that was a really cool thing. I don't know if that was an accident or if it was by design, but I always liked it. And I love the podcast that you guys do. That's something that I never would have expected from Channel 3 when it started. And now it's like, great, I get to learn all these things and about all these games that I have no idea about. And everyone is like so smart about all these things that I'm just not. So it's great to hear what everyone has to say about these games that they love via it, you guys. <laughs> it, it has, it's, it's been a lot of fun. I, I, feel like, I feel like people are challenging us. More and more each week with 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 the games and like and the co- and the conversations to come up with them. Like I'm I'm really working hard and I appreciate it because I'm I'm sitting here and working hard to make sure I ask you know something original and not you know the same kind of generic questions for a certain game. So it's it's been very it's been really fun on my end. I've, I'm I'm learning a lot. I'm just like enjoying having these conversations each time. I enjoy listening to them for sure. I hope I'm a worthy guest. <laughs> I think it's been great. I, yeah. I, I'm sorry, everything after that? the Cowboys comment right. got lost, so it's probably going to be the shortest episode we've had. <laughs> Video died. That's fair. And on that note, we've made it to the end of another What Are You 3 podcast. Thank you, JPEG, for being with us today. You can find the podcast at c3.gg slash podcast, dropping every Wednesday morning at 3.33 a.m. Eastern on all the major platforms, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. I'm Ray. Dan puts it all together. And for our executive producer, Joel Willis, have a good day, everybody. Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's getting that's making it on. Dan, please tell me you didn't you didn't stop recording. I, no, I don't I don't stop recording. I don't no, you gotta leave it going. <laughs> it's on, it's in. Let me tell you, so I read I read most of the um of the sign off every time. And as I'm here looking at my computer screen, my eyes went blank and I couldn't find it. And it's the last thing written. Like, Dan has it all right now. I almost panicked doing the sign-off right now. <laughs> I was like, when does this podcast happen? What's it called? <laughs> what type? What are what are these apps that play podcasts? Listen, I, 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 I couldn't find this, it anywhere. This plane has been landed, considering we haven't recorded in over a month. <laughs>